Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones Paolo DiCaneo West Ham United More than just a Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season eight. It is episode 27. And we're actually back in an international break, which we hadn't planned to do. Um, But we've got an exciting... London Stadium Survey 2019, haven't we, Nigel? Oh, it's so exciting. Uh, we are joined, actually, when we scheduled this, we didn't realise, but actually in about 10 minutes, England's kicking off playing Montenegro, and Declan Rice is supposed to be starting. I haven't looked at the lineup, but that's what I've been told. Um, so we're going to be watching it in the background, seeing how our boy Deck gets on. Is he still not our boy, Deck? Because I know you didn't like him moving from Ireland, Nigel. Anyway, welcome, oh, no, Nigel. Up, up, quickly, they were saying that it's not that I didn't like it. it the, the system was wrong. He should never have been able to do that. And I, it's good, you know, and perhaps it's quite funny that the club's still calling the Republic of Ireland international. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that will be changed. Um, anyway, uh, obviously it worked out. It's just me and you. Good evening, Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Excellent. Uh, and I'm in Hinchleywood, uh, in Surrey, uh, as an out-of-towner. Mockneyland. Um, I'm at my girlfriend's. <laughs> uh, right. Um, now, I suppose there are a few topics, right? You tell me whether you want to discuss them or not. This is an on, on-air editorial meeting. Obviously... You can ask me about the OSB meeting if you want to. We can talk about Declan in England, or we can just spend the time talking about the London Stadium survey and having a right ding-dong about it, as um, uh, I think a few people are looking forward to us discussing this, including, if I've got it right, Canning Town Lane. Uh, um, I mean, we can cover all three. I think you need to explain um, why you're still a member of the OSB. Okay, shall I start with that? Yeah, let's start with that. So, where do I start? 
So I think most people know that there was a, we got thrown under the bus, as we've explained, uh, by not being consulted. Um, we met with a club. Uh, was it a pre-arranged meeting? Or pre-arranged it? meeting. It was, when I'm in the, it was pre-arranged even before we knew about the season ticket rises. Uh, there was only four of us. Why uh, was that? Why was it not expanded to the so-called wider uh, ticket group? So I'm told, um, and I mean, I did say that it should be a wider group. I'm told the first group, because it was sort of setting up the meeting, uh, was only the four of us in the subgroup, but it will be um, wider on the second meeting, include the alternatives, which were people that weren't successful for the OSB, including your dear self, Nigel. So you yeah, will I, be I, at future I, meetings. I mean, yeah, it just it does seem a bit strange that the, the OSB sort of reached out to people said why don't and, you come and, and do in that in hindsight in hindsight was probably better because it we didn't really want to well you say that but what i'm saying is pe- people have done well, uh, well i'll get to that in a minute but people have spent time taking part and then you know they possibly would feel it's a bit of a slap in the face because mm-hmm. there was nothing conveyed in advance to say that was the case. So all people yeah. knew, and I could tell because someone else moaned about it. I didn't yeah. mind about it. I just shrugged my shoulders. Yeah. Was it, the- it, was a, it was poor organisation, and, and we, are, we are working hard to ch- change things. You may or may not believe that. Um, and, and another disappointment, by the way, the meeting was only an hour long, and, and you know, it took me two hours to get there and two hours to get back. For a one-hour meeting, and, and I thought, well, actually, we made it last an hour and a half. But you get the point. It was scheduled to be an hour, and that's not enough for a sub meeting, especially on a on a topic a topic like um, tickets. So, what was discussing? So, it was a very robust meeting. Um, In what way? Us, well, we the head of ticketing was there, a, a, a senior director was Nick there, McKay, Tara Warren, and and a number of uh, media people. Okay, three other media. But they've got people. enough of them, haven't they? To be fair, <laughs> you let me talk about this or not? Go on. <laughs> so um, we we conveyed our disappointment at not being consulted, um, and an individual said, "You know, we we've got to have the rights to be able to make business and financial decisions without running. You know, we you can't have a veto on whether we do a price rise or not." And we said. Absolutely. We get that. We understand that prices sometimes need to go up and you must make business decisions. We can't, you know, the supporters board's not there as a, we're not shareholders that we can veto stuff. But what we wanted to be consulted on is about the process, how the message was conveyed, when the message was conveyed and how it was explained. Uh, and, and that may have included the deadline, uh, how it was messaged, the video, um, and 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 how it's seen and transparent across all the different areas. They said, and, and, and you know, I get them right on this. If we had a consulted you, we'd have probably still done the the rises, and you would have got maybe grief for being consulted. And the pay and the rises too, so you couldn't win either way. Well, I get that. Well, I disagree there because 
at the end of the day, if they'd have sat down, if proper, for me, proper consultation is they would sit down saying, look, we've, this is what we need to do. And then the OSB should sit there and go, which I know you would, but you would like to think that others sit there and go, this is the reaction you're going to get. Yeah. If you don't I, I explain think it properly. You, right. Conspiracy or incompetence. I just don't think they thought about it. No, really. I don't think they did. I don't think they didn't think about it. It wasn't a deliberate act. Let's exclude the OSB. I just think they didn't think about it. I mean, look, they've Even never consulted a they? In, in, you know, as people said, price rises will happen. Price wise, it's a, it's a it's a thing that will constantly happen, and it, it used to be, you know, a ten or fifteen quid a season in the past. So, and I, I mean, I can go back to ninety seven, ninety eight. I think, yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight, where they whacked the season ticket price up hundred and twenty quid from like three hundred. I was sitting on a chicken run in from like 300 to like 400 quid. And it was, it was 120 quid. Um, Cause I still re- remember the discussion I had with my wife and I went, Oh, well, I just got to pay it. And she looked at me with that. You know, you said no to my daughter's coat. You think you're paying it. <laughs> so, but look, I don't happened. want to spend the whole time. No, what I'm saying is it's OSB. happened in the past, but it's happened. We made our feelings very strong. We said, and, and I had a, a few red lines and I said, obviously, we said the deadline should be moved to a payday. We said that the club should openly um, say that they would consult on the process with us in the future. And we talked about, and I, I don't want to talk about the rest because some of that is more private, but we talked about the structure of the OSB and how it could develop. And again, I don't, I don't that, that's, that's between us and the, yeah, yeah I mean the, the one thing for me, or there was a couple of things, was was the, the season ticket waiting list. They they admit that it's down to thirty six thousand, but still, yep. they, they're still they gave us a lot of, and, and we haven't released all the facts and figures, but they gave us a lot of facts and figures. And after we got through the, you know, you threw us under the bus, we, you know, and they said, look, we are going to change the deadline for you, um, and the fans, and we are going to. Um, consult in the future we got onto a lot of subjects and more than there was written in that report um we talked about away season tickets we talked about the fairness and some things we talked about family stands we talked about lots of things not all of it was written down um uh, and it was a frank things like the thirty-six thousand came out things like ticket exchange being used by three thousand came out and they agreed it's not perfect and they need to work on this. We want this to be an ongoing, this is not just a one-off meeting, and I hope you're going to join, that, you know, the ticketing subgroup is about continuous improvement. And what we want to do is work out what's wrong, what's unfair, and keep on working on it and keep on doing a continual cycle of improvement. Because... Well, I actually don't think there is a fair system. Honestly, I don't. I don't think there is a there is a fair way. Um, well, I'm sure you'll be out. anyway. Yeah. That's where we are. The people who don't like the OSB, I'm sure, will carry on giving us grief. Um, we took a little whack. I we, we want to change things. We will carry on pushing the club and pushing boundaries because it's very obvious, and you'll know this. The club 
want some element of control and we want some element of independence. And there's a conflict there. And, and it is a healthy conflict of we will keep on pushing the boundaries of the OSB and they will keep on pu- pushing the boundaries of some kind of control because it's a, a, a still a club entity. We're not a, you know... I mean, the, wor- the worst thing that democratic come... Yeah, the worst thing to come out of this is actually the fact is that the first big thing the OSB's had to deal with is the club doing something big without talking to them. So it, 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 it the, you know, how you recover from this, I, I don't know. Well, time will tell, won't it? Yeah. Well, time will tell. You know, I know there were people that said we should have had a mass walkout, mass vaccinations. They would just fill the seat with someone else. I don't know whether it helps or not. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. People will have to judge us on our actions long-term and not on just one small thing. Anyway, talking of that, shall we move on to the London Stadium? Yes. So, um, last Wednesday, uh, we launched the London Stadium survey, and it's something that originally started between myself and Ian Dale, came up with the concept of creating a survey that looked at perceptions around the London Stadium, the board, etc. And it was first done in 2017, seven months after we moved in in March. Uh, we got a number of people joining in to promote it, including WISA at the time, uh, including Hammers Chat has always been big supporters, including the ex-West Ham employee, West Ham Way, including a lot of the social media accounts and blowing bubbles, West Ham Till I Die, Clarence and Hugh, more than just a podcast, blah, blah, blah. You know, the list goes on. It's designed not to belong to any one uh, West Ham site or social media account, etc. It's supposed to try and get as big as possible. In the first year, I think we got about 6,300 responses. Last year, we got 4,400. And this year, we ran it for five days. We've got almost 4,400 again. So it's a good gauge of how people are feeling. Um, it, it's, the questions are not asked by the club. I know people say, oh, yeah, let's do it for David Sullivan, etc." It's the same questions think, every year, isn't it? It's the same questions every year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, it's, I, I've modified some of them to make sense, you know. Uh, obviously, I've dropped the question, how did you find the migration? Because there wouldn't be any point to do that. And I modify the questions to make them relevant, you know, when it said, you know, nine months ago, then I just put another 12 months each time. But apart from that, you can go back. If you search online, and I've put links in both West Ham Fly Die and Clarence Hugh publication and the results. It shows the previous two, two years ago and one year ago, the results. And you can look back at the questions. I haven't changed them. I'm not asked to do this by the board. I send the results to the board. I don't usually get much feedback, but... You know, there's some questions they don't like, as well as probably some questions that are useful to them. Um, and there's a comment section, and there usually is a lot of comments, over a thousand, um, and that can give them some malleable feedback as well, and other people. Um, but I try and make it as transparent as possible. So, should we should we get into it? Yep. Yeah. Um, question. Oh no! Now, I, now I've got to open it. Well, did you, Philip? Yes, I did. You, you did. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you for your um, 
because I, I can I can bet I know where you um but I've just done a comparison I'm gonna ask the question right the first question you can ask your question <laughs> after 30 months in the London Stadium do you believe the move was a good idea Nigel well obviously no no so 49% said yes 27% said no and 24% are still unsure. Now, again, let's, let's start a theme off. It was a record answer. In 2018, 22% said yes, it was a good idea. And in 2017, 34% said yes. So at 49, we're getting to 50% say it's a good idea. Another quarter, I'm not sure. And just over a quarter say no. So perceptions are changing. Y- yes, We'll get to th- this question ties in with questions lower down, okay. which then right. I will question why people say yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so when will the the next question is when will the London Stadium feel like a proper home? Now, in two thousand seventeen, six percent said it already does. In two thousand eighteen, it was still six percent. This year, it's twenty percent. So one in five say it already feels like a. Uh, it feels like our proper home. Um, two to five seasons, another thirty-two percent say in the next two to five seasons. Um, ten to up to ten seasons, it's eighteen percent. More than ten seasons, nine percent, and it never will is twenty-one percent this year. Now, twenty-one percent never will. Last year, it was 41% in 2018, and it was 30% in 2017. So, again, it never will. It's slowly changing. It's reduced by 20% and 20% high. I don't need to ask you um, your answer to this question because you're one of the 20, 21%. I am. Yeah, it never will for me. Yeah. Even though you love the stadium so much, you were at the rugby, you go to a lot of the music concerts. You can't keep away that, from there it. There is a funny thing about the rugby. I'll cover it later. I had a great day out at the rugby to then find out that they're moving it to White Hart Lane. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so I think that says it all, actually. We'll, we'll crack on with that. Go on, crack on. Yeah. So next, if you're a season ticket holder, do you plan to renew next season? Already have 12%. Yes, 47%. No, 4%. Not sure, 11%. Not a season ticket holder, 22%. On the waiting list, 4%. Now, this is an interesting one, and you have to split down the numbers. So, basically, um, it indicates that around 3,149 are season ticket holders. Uh, this m- means 17% already renewed. Uh, 63% plan to renew and only 6% say they're going to give up their season ticket with 14% undecided. Yeah. Now that, that is big. It wasn't like that last year. The no's in 2018 were 13%, turned out to be 8%. And the no's in 2017 were 12%, turned out to be 10% when they renewed. This year it's only 4%. So, the prediction that people are going to walk away after the price increases don't bear out in this question. Well, I, I'm sure you answered yes, didn't you? Well, I already have, haven't I? 
Oh, of course, you had two years, so you you were a, a slightly different. Yes. Yeah. What are, do you believe that? No, it's only well six percent say they're going to walk away. Uh, I think more will walk away, but but more allied probably between the eight to ten percent, which is the average that I think that we've had. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, we had ninety yeah. percent renewed first year, ninety-two percent renewed yeah. second year. So I think it will be somewhere between the the, the, the problem and for me again. is the people that aren't renewing that I'm seeing are the long time West Ham fans that supported the club through thick and thin. Uh, you know when we were getting attendances of twenty odd thousand. Mm-hmm. And they're now so disconnected from the club that they don't want to be any part of it. Now, you, you mm-hmm. know, people can throw about, well, they're not proper West Ham and I'd watch West Ham and Monstive Flats and all that cobblers and Kai, but that people come out with. But the fact is that, you know, to lose these people, it, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, I've got personal friends that if, if we, you know, let's take John. If we were still at the bowling, and it's not so much being at the ground, I think. I think it's the area and the, and and everything else. If we were still there, these people would still be going. They wouldn't be walking away. And what you can see is now. This is why I believe the club moved was to was to regenerate the West Ham fan base. Yeah, they don't want it's the old people. Social here. cleansing well, of yeah. the West Ham fan base. Yeah, I do. I honestly do believe that was part of Brady's plan. Um, you know they've they've almost doubled the fan base, haven't they? From thirty thousand to sixty, well, you know, from thirty season 000. ticket holders are fifty two and a half. Yeah, 000, so they've, you know. they've well, they have doubled Pla- that. You know, the club used to get twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand mm. on average. Only the last season at bowling did it sell out, and the season after the cup mm. final, twenty six thousand. So they never used to sell out season tickets. So, you know, their marketing obviously works. It baffles the life out of me because it's still the same West Ham. It's still the same type of football. Nothing's changed. So quite why people deem it better to be in Well, some of it is a tourist attraction now. Some of it is about, you know, when you're in London to watch a game of football. But is that right for West Ham then? Well, isn't, isn't Chelsea a tourist attraction? Isn't... Arsenal yeah, but yeah, but and, but yeah, when but I go well, to Barcelona, and this is what annoys me. I wanted to go and see Barcelona. Yeah, when up, I went up, to Sparta Prague, I wanted to go and see. Sparta. Yeah, but West Ham was never that club. Well, we know. Let's not tell a lie. We always had people, um, tourists, come into the club. Not so many, but but probably more tourists that were dedicated <laughs> fans of the club. The, the problem you got now is you you got these people turning up. That, that are there just for that one game. And it, it's not, you know, long-term viability. That's not a sustainable thing. Not for me. No, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but we take their money nonetheless. Oh, well, that's all right then. Um, moving on. If you're a season ticket holder, have you ever used the ticket exchange functionality for matches you can't make? I'll never miss a game, 20%. Yes, sometimes 20%. Yes, every time I can't go, 10%. Prefer to sell my ticket or forward it to fans, 30%. Not worth it financially, 17%. I prefer to leave my seat empty, 3%. How did you answer that, Nigel? I prefer to leave my seat empty. Yeah. 
awful. Apparently so. I always, I'll tell you that I always try and sell it to a, or sorry, forward it to a, uh, friend or family. Look, if someone that knows me, and and the, if not, I all, even if I'm only getting three quid back, I then sell it on tickets. Oh no, I wouldn't kids do that. Tickets, I wouldn't do that. I always sell it, and not because I want to get the money back, because I want someone else to use those seats. I feel it's my moral duty, Nigel. Oh, do you? Well, I'm pleased for you if that's what you think. Me, that's my seat, and I don't want no, you know, Johnny come lately, you know, sitting in my seat. Mm. It's my seat, and I'll do what I like with it. Thank you very much. So just to show that the ticket exchange, 15% said sometimes in 2017, 18% in 2018, now 20%. It's growing. And then, yeah, but then what the club are going to do? Hang on, let me finish. Cool. Yes, every time I can't go, 8% in 2017, uh, 7% in 2018, up to 10% in, um, in 2019. Uh, I got told at the ticket meeting that it, it's going from strength to strength. And in the Huddersfield game, the most recent game, 3,000 tickets were successfully sold on Ticket Exchange. I'm going to repeat that. 3,000 tickets exchanged hands and went into Ticket Exchange. Over £700,000 has been given back to supporters from, from sold tickets over the season. Oh, no, no, no. no. Hold up. And, and this is where I, I think it goes into this stupid club cash thing, yeah? Yeah. Right. And they, are, and they restrict how you can use that. And I think that if they took the restrictions away, people would prefer that. Hang on. You can change it. All right. I, I did argue this, but I'm going to tell you. So, so my understanding, and I, I, I haven't looked this up, is you can spend it renewing your season ticket, you can spend it in the club shop, or you can spend it on tickets. But it's time-stamped, isn't it? It's time-stamped for one year from when you had it. So um, before they move the deadline, when they cut it off for the deadline, it starts again. Now, I have, I, I'll admit, and I'll be open about it, I have challenged, as part of the ticket subgroup, we've challenged two things. The first thing is looking at that we have longer to roll over on club cash. Um, I questioned, I said, how much money is actually swept away in this roll-up? And they said very little. Now, I'm going to pursue that and find out what that actual figure is. Most people spend it, and I think that there should be a, you know, you've got two years to spend it. The second thing is I know Arsenal have got a model where actually it's cash and it goes back into your bank. Well. That, that I think people would prefer. I think if they did that, more people would, would make use of it. Even I may be looking at it. But at the moment, I'm a band five. You know, they're going to give me three quid for my seat. Or, and or also four. challenge, by the way. At the moment, it's 90%. So the reason it's 90% of the value is 10% goes to Ticketmaster as an admin fee. Mm. I, I have, again, challenged to say, I think 100% should go back to the... the um, their portion to the uh, well, and, and, and the admin fee should come out of the sale. That's what I was going to say next. Because what yeah. you got to remember yeah. is, is that ten percent's being taken back, but then the club are making even more money. Bearing in mind they've already sold that seat once. What they're doing is they're buying it back and selling it on a bigger profit, aren't they? Effectively, in a way, 
yeah. ticket tag. And, that, and, and that's the point I made. The ticket tag. Um, that's what they're doing. Well, it's legal, it's legal, so it's not ticket touting. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> well, we, ticket touting is only without the permission of the club. We're, we're, so we're, we're I, arguing I, look, semantics here, isn't it? I, I think ticket exchange is a good idea. My only change, two changes I would make if I was in charge. The first one would be club cash should roll over to another year. And the second one is you should get 100% of the ticket your original well, season one, one ticket thing I will say, and the admin should come out of the the club's profit ticket exchange has definitely i can say this with pure knowledge oh. impacted on the ticket touts and the way Update. they operate montenegro have just scored against england i hope it wasn't deck that let it in because i haven't put it on the tv yet oh right oh it's early days isn't it go on say that again I said it's, it's 100 impacted on the uh ticket touting um, it, it, it I is. mean, if you remember the bowling, oh, there used to be the tickets out along Green Street. You know, we all see them. I knew some of them, um, and you know that those people have have fallen away. <laughs> no people, yeah. nobody's going to cry for so, them. I'm not asking people to so, cry for them. So, what the ticketing people say is they have worked on also making sure um, when they're looking at giving out tickets that they look against home arrival people uh, infiltrating the home end they do postcode checks for the area to see if they can see a pattern they look over social media if people are advertising and bragging as you know they did at liverpool that they did it and they also act intelligence from the rival club and the police force if they believe people are deliberately targeting home ends with away supporters i don't know what more they can do except that but um and of course there are checks if you've been through now they're asked to look under your jacket to make sure you're not wearing a, a scarf. Oh, not... one, one of the things I suggested at the meeting is that any time they send it, look, most of the people that come in with shirts, as you probably know, are from uh, America or the Middle East because they don't comprehend the segregation that we have in Europe. Yes. And therefore, they're completely oblivious. They buy a ticket as a tourist without any knowledge, and they go in with their Man United shirt or, or, or whatever it is, oblivious to segregation. So I, I said that any time you send a ticket, it doesn't matter who it is, you email them and the sleeve you send should clearly have an FAQ to tell people about segregation and that you're not allowed to wear um, a rival club shirt and, and educate them. Hmm. But anyway, we get off the um, we get off the subject. What is your view? next question? What is your view of the general match day atmosphere at the London Stadium in terms of volume and support for the team? So uh, excellent, five percent. Good, thirty-seven percent. Average, forty-four percent. Poor, fourteen percent. Again, improvements across the board. Excellent was three percent in two thousand seventeen, and three uh, percent in two thousand and eighteen. It's gone up to 5%. Good was 24% in 2017. 2018 has gone up to 37%. Uh, and obviously... But it's been a better season, hasn't it? It has been a better season. This one is probably directly related to Pellegrini winning quite a few games at yeah. home and the style of football. But that's fair enough, isn't it? Um, I mean, yeah. People, I mean, Stadiums don't create atmosphere, by the way. People do. 
Yes, but, but people do that, and it all stems from what they view on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. If if it's lacklustre, if it's lacklustre on the pitch, you ain't going to get up. What did you answer? Average. Average. Yeah. Well, that's a surprise. Well, what? what the- Why is that? Do you not think that there's been some good atmosphere this season? Oh yeah, but it don't. It, but I look, the bowling would have probably only rated good for me. Yeah. Oh, really? Because I can remember under Sam Allardyce in a few years. Oh, you know, there was no that, singing under Allardyce. That's different, isn't it? In you know, it was like at some point. Well, let's it was not a, have our rose tinted glasses. No, too I'm not much, saying it was actually. a toxic atmosphere. What I'm saying is, generally, I would only say it was the bowling was a good atmosphere. It's it's not you know it's not that great. It's still hard at the stadium to get the stadium in unison all in once doing the same song at the same yeah, time. Do you know what I oh, – well, that's that's another thing. The actual geography of it, you can be singing one side and you can't hear No, but that's what side. I'm saying. We'll but you never that. had that at the bowling, and that's when people Agreed. go at the, at the atmosphere, is that you could have 30, 35 or 30-odd thousand fans all as one at the bowling. You can't get that at that yeah. stadium. No, I, I, I concede that. And I that's why that. it's always average. But but you know just to put it in context yeah well 42%, done one one percent more I've said it's excellent yeah but but yeah but thirteen <laughs> percent more say it's good in the last two oh, years that's good well I'm pleased that people what, are going here and having a better day well it does mean it right next one uh, what is your view of quality of stewarding and security take into account the last game you attended at the London Stadium. Excellent 2%, good 22%, average 45% and poor 31%. Now, this is a massive increasement from last year, but of course that was just after Burnley, where 55% said poor, uh, one only 1% that said excellent, 10% said good. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a funny you, question for me, and I'll tell you why. Go on. I've never had any interaction with any steward oh, really? realistically at the stadium. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. So I had, you know, it's the yeah, but you're in the in Chav Corner with the with the rabble rousers, yeah. so <laughs> you, you're gonna have that. You know, they they flood it. You know, we the, we get a different person on the staircases, different person every week. Man in the area, different person. I don't need to ask them where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Why am I going to interact with them? Yeah, I I, I mean, obviously. I want consistency. I, we get a lot of ticket checks and uh, they've reduced of late. I, I'd like the same stewards day week in, week out. It doesn't happen in a large stadium. But I do think, think things have improved and it was a lot worse. Um, it's still not there. I certainly wouldn't say excellent. Uh, I'm not even sure I would say good. I think I probably said average as well. I mean, I'd, I'd, um, I'd, yeah, I think I can't remember what I answered this. I might have put good because where I don't interact yeah, with them, yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. have a problem with personally with the stewarding. I don't because it. I just get them. annoyed sometimes, and the reason I downgrade it to average is I get sometimes between the bridge and my seat, I get asked four times yeah. to show my ticket. But the problem, just gets what, what, what you got to look at, is for the reason why have they? Why did they have to bring yeah, that four in? times? I understand being asked once, yeah. but four times is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Anyway, uh, 
very apt because we've got a subgroup this uh, Saturday at Everton. We're meeting Delaware North just before the game to do a tour of the catering. What is your view of quality, choice and price of food and drink within the London Stadium? Excellent, 2%. Good, 15%. Average, 42%. Poor, 41%. Now, this is one probably that does the worst across. It's still an improvement. I can't. Uh, Average is increased by... You know well, what? It's, it's an improvement in. only from last year by a few percent. Yeah. It's probably the least. So, look, last year, average 42%. This year, 42%. Last year, 40%, 45% poor, and it's gone down do you, to do you Honestly, do you not look at that and think, what are those 64 people that did excellent having? Yeah, I uh, I, I do You wonder. know, because a bit of me thinks... Well, do you know what? I suppose it's it's, it's also what you just said. If you only <laughs> eat popcorn, right, and you buy your popcorn... But it's still not excellent because excellent. the price you're paying for it, it's absolutely... All right, well, think of something that is cheap and excellent. I don't know. What, I suppose it's perception. <laughs> if you live in, I don't know, if you live in Knightsbridge and you're used to paying high prices, then you're having a glass of wine... You probably uh, find oh, out. so Karen Brady and her mates did it. I don't know. It's nice. I, I think. I think this is one area, and as I say, the subgroup meets on Saturday, and I'm on that one as well. I think is one area that really needs improvement. And it shows out of all the areas. I'll tell you, what, having seen the price list and everything at the Tottenham Stadium, and perhaps we'll we'll cover that briefly after. Well, funny you should say that, that because. Um, I did write to the club when we saw that and said, and we're going to bring it up on Saturday. Yeah. There's a London comparable clause yeah. that says their pricing must be the same as ours, and Tottenham's one of those clubs. Well, I'll tell you um, something, yeah. Do you know how much, do you know that Amstel was £6 at the rugby? Was yeah. it? That's outrageous. £6. Outrageous. What did you drink at the rugby? Amstel. I, I, I spent the actual day, I went... I, Paying £6 a pint. Well, Jesus. you... Did your brother buy that for you as well? <laughs> <laughs> he had to stand his round. Yeah, I, I took him there for the day. For you, I bought he? his ticket. <laughs> he bought you seven pound burger. So, seven pound. It was dearer than that. It was eleven quid with chips. No. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what did you answer on this one? Uh, poor. Yeah. Yeah. I won't eat there. I would probably go. I'd probably go average. I've never seen you eat there. No, I won't. I won't eat um, there. I, but I see lots of people. I mean, to be fair, there's always people. I, t- I like tell you what, there, actually. But I see people queuing at the, uh, you know, I had a nice pasty, and... yeah, just before yeah. half time. Because what stunned me is I went to the toilet and to buy another beer just before half time rush at the rugby. And the doors were open and we could go and get served outside on the catering. All right, yeah. Did they do that at a football? Uh, in some areas, yes. Oh, right. Yeah, at the other side, they yeah, do. Yeah, well, I was in the Billy Bond stand, so. Ah, you see, You know, yes. now you think, well, we have been shafted, haven't we, in our little we one claim? Yeah. Well, uh, certain places you are allowed out. Right, because yeah, I thought, blimey, that was, you know, they had the bars open and everything, and they had, they had lots of bars that side. You didn't have to yeah. queue. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. One of your favourite questions, because uh, I'm aware we're at 38 minutes already. Um, what is your experience of the London Stadium sightlines and views of the pitch from your seat? Now, it does go on perception, of course, from where you sit uh, seated. Uh, 21% said excellent. 
uh, up from 13% last year. Uh, 44% good, up from 35%. 21% said average, uh, down from 28 And 14% said four, down from 24 last year. Now, I said excellent because I love the view from my seat. But you said, Nigel? Average. Average. I thought you might have said poor, actually. Um, well, the sight line, I can see the pitch. Yeah. So, you know, that's a bonus. I can't read the numbers or, or the names on the back of the shirt. But hey-ho, but, that's what you get when you're playing five. But I guess a lot, of people who sit, yeah, a lot of people who sit downstairs will, will say good or excellent for this. Yeah? I, I mean... The one thing, you know, the, I, I, would, I would always would, would like to know. Would you think my – you've been to my seat. I don't like your seat at the front. No, I don't that's like my that. kids' That's seats. too far forward. I know it sounds mad. That's my kids' seat. I like – yeah, I mean, yeah, if I was going to go somewhere, I, I've always thought the back row of the lower tier or the front row of the upper tier is probably optimum viewing position yeah. on the side, not behind the goal. Yeah. Um, but can 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 this chart? Because obviously, people say whether they're season ticket holders when they start. Yeah, I can I can cross reference. Can you? Because it'll be interesting to see at what the season ticket holders said compared to the um, you know the members or the day trippers. Yeah, I've got the raw data. I can do that analysis for you. Not right no, now. No, obviously, but yeah. yeah. But perhaps that's something we can take into consideration. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Next, next question. What is your experience of travelling to and from the London Stadium, taking into account walking, public transport or car? 13 said excellent. 36% said good. 26% uh, said average. 25% said poor. Excellent grew from last year by 3%. Uh, the 9% grew in good from 27% last year. Uh, average was down 3% and obviously 6% down on poor. So people are get more. My view is people are getting more used to getting to and from the stadium. If I'm honest with you, I said excellent because I never have a problem compared to the bowling ground. I never have a problem. I used to have loads of problems. So here's here's my route. I go to Waterloo. As long as Waterloo's running, I get the Jubilee line to Canary Wharf. Jump on the DLR. I get off Pudding Mill Lane. Go to Sports Club. I'm in. On the way back, go to Pudding Mill Lane go back to Canary Wharf, uh, Jubilee Line, back to Waterloo and home. I will not go <laughs> with the stop and go balls back to Stratford. Um, and and I, what what did you answer on this one? Average. Really? Mm. Really? Your own person? I never see you have any problems. See, I think you're... Well, no, hold up. What is my experience, experience of travelling? Yeah, so I, I still find it a bind going there. Really? Yeah. I mean, the walk. Out one. Explain right, your well, look, there's, there's, there's different. Route. There's different ways of me going. So if I go by train, yeah, I've got to go into Stratford or I've got to go into Stratford High Street. Now, going home, yeah. I never go Stratford. I've done it once. No. That's your lot. Never do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, and the fact is, I've found quicker ways. And in, you know, my aunt, I, I told her the way to go because she does about four or five games. She has to get back to Torquay where she lives, and I told her, "Don't walk down, follow the stop goads. We so go this isn't way." Isn't it now good then from you? Why is it still no? Average? Because it's still a bind, isn't it? There's still 
Right, you know, with the travelling includes the walk. The Do you way? not include the walk in the travelling? I don't have a long walk. The the walk from our seats well, you do from to Puddy Mill, Lane. Puddy Mill Lane is six minutes. No, it ain't. It's six not minutes. from Puddy Mill Lane because you're going to Sports Club first. Oh, <laughs> come on, you can't oh, well, count that, that. That's your journey. Well, I often don't go to Sports Club. I no, it's longer than walk than six minutes, mate. Especially with your short legs. I find it. I'm telling you. Anyway, let's move on. on. How do you rate your general match day experience at London Stadium? Excellent, 7%. Good, 48%. Average, 34%. Poor, 11%. Again, up across the board. Uh, 3% said excellent in 2018. 25% said good. That's up to 48%. Uh, 43% said average in uh, uh, 2018 and 29% said poor. So there's been a big swing on this. So people overall match day experience this season, say it's much improved. Well, at the end of the day. And, and on 2017, by the way, as well. Yeah, but, let's just be clear. No, I'm not going to criticise it. At the end of the day, we've been winning 55%, games. Yeah, 55% of people who filled in this poll said they rated their general match day experience as excellent or good. That's got to be improvement. Yeah, next. Down to winning games, you're yeah, going to say, yeah? I do, yeah. Okay, fair enough. What did you answer? Um, The overall match day experience, match day is average for me. Average. <laughs> did you do a single good or an excellent, be honest? Probably not, no. No. <laughs> All right, this is the next one. Look, West I can't help Chris- I don't like going there. Yeah. The, at the Hughes View founder and part of the SAB too, as I said earlier uh, this week. West Ham being criticised for not paying enough to the contribution to the running costs of the London Stadium. Should West Ham play, pay more? Now, 46% said yes last year. Only 22% said yes now. No was 54%. It was 34 the year before. Uh, 24% said don't, don't know. Do you think West Ham should pay more or do you don't care? Um not really bothered. Do I think they should pay more? They pay what they've agreed. At the end of the day, they are paying more, and they do pay more. So that'd be a no then. goes on. Yeah, I did tick no, because they are paying more. Okay. All right, well, let's move on to the interesting questions. Well, right yeah. Do, and th- these were borne out by our, our owners and uh, chairman. And this is one of the questions I was talking about that relates to that question. Do you for- think West Ham will become a regular top six club, a regular top six club, within the next five years, as a result of moving to the London Stadium. 14% said yes, up from 3% last year. 62% said no, down from 86% last year. Not sure, 24%, 18% the year before. Uh, 14% said yeah, yes. I, I think they what do you I'll tell say? you what, they're basing that. Because they're probably in, in in this cloud cuckoo land. I think we're going to spend, you know, 50, 60 million, 80 million net or whatever every season, you know, and they're in for a shot when it comes to transfer window time this season and in the next coming years. Because, you, know, you know, as we've said for ages and ages, they saved all the money in the kitty. They spent it all in one go. And now we're back to the same old West Ham which is not going to take us up to that level. I assume you said no well, on this. Yeah, obviously. 
Well, that, keep keep that in mind because the second question is: Do you think West Ham will kick on in the next level and become a top four team within the next ten years as a result of the move to London Stadium? Seven percent said yes, up from four percent last year. Seventy percent said no, down from eighty-three percent last year. Twenty-three percent said not sure. Uh, Thirteen last year. What did you answer? Oh, obviously, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm staggered. Uh, 312 what, what, what people think we're going to be a top four team within 10 years as a result of the move to the London Stadium when actually it's still TV money that generates everything. So you're saying the 7% are deluded? Well, yeah. Now, we move on. There's only two questions left, but we move on to your Stop. favorite. I can hear the people cheering. Question. Go on. Yes, yeah, yeah, go on. Yes. Well, this is, yeah. are we ready? We've got a drum roll, please. It's not quite a drum roll, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, so, do you think the West Ham Board of Directors are doing a good job? 3% said excellent, up from 1% in 2018 and 5% in 2000, or, or down from 5% in 2017. The amount that said good this year was 36%, 10% better than last year, 26%, 27% in 2017. Average, 45%. uh, That's up from 26% last year and 40% in 2017. Poor, down to 16%. That was 69% in 2018, probably after the Bernie troubles, and 28% in 2017. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. How did you answer on this one, Nigel? Poor. Poor. Yeah. What do you think I answered on this one? Excellent. I didn't say excellent, actually. <laughs> I said good. good. I, well, and, and I... I was with the. I it's think it's one they, of the questions. What do you quantify as doing a good well, it's job? Down to each person to quantify. Yeah, but they, that's what we I'm didn't saying. Get relegated. They spent money and they got a really good manager. So is that a good job? That's a good job to me compared to uh, relegation and getting a crap manager and not spending money in the summer transfer window. Hmm. Oh. Right. Final question. Da, da, da. How well does West Ham value you 
as a customer, sorry, a supporter, and listen to your concerns. 2% said excellent, up from 1% last year, and 3% in 2017. 20% said good, up from 5% in 2018, and 21% down from 21% in 2017. Average 47%, up from 30% in 2018, and 39% in 2017. And finally, poor, 31% but down from 64% in 2018 and down from 37% in 2017. What did you answer on this one, Nigel? Poor. Why, why do you think, because they don't value, they just see you as a I don't value that. I mean, look, the proof, the proof is there in the fact is that, you know, the OSB had to go into a meeting and lay it on the line to them for them to make concessions. The fact that they actually made the mistake in the first place, and, and let's face it, they've done it every year they've owned the club. We can go through year after year from doubling the disabled season tickets in one of the first years they own the club for Brady to then cut it and go, I'm sorry, we'll cut it to 50%, which was quite a clever move because actually if they'd have gone 50%, people would have screamed. <laughs> yeah, but by going 100% and dropping it to 50%, everybody went, oh, and that nice of them. So, welching out on the five-year discount, do you remember? Well, they didn't, though. They paid it oh, in no, the end. Oh, no, in the end. And this is the thing you find in the end, in the end. They've set the, the transfer renewals for the middle of the May. Takes a complaint or a, a discussion, whatever you want to call it, for them to change that and to move on it. Where if they were doing it and if they valued the supporters and listened to Van's concerns, they wouldn't make those mistakes in the beginning. But then that goes back to what I've always said is the problem with West Ham is they don't employ West Ham fans. They don't understand football. I'd I'd hazard a guess they don't really employ football fans. They employ people that want to work in the industry. They're probably not, well, that's not allied. True. There are some to, West Ham fans. No, there are in, some uh, West Ham fans. At the, yeah, but what I'm saying is, they, you know, they they don't hire in in the right positions proper West Ham fans. The SLO is the SLO a West Ham fan? No, and that's all you need to know then. No, but do you I, know, he's a good job, and become... I like him. I ain't going to knock him because yeah. I think he does yeah, a good um, job. He does but, do a good job and, and he works. His yeah, and he's probably underpaid knowing West Ham, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah. but there are a number of West Ham fans. One thing I found interesting is looking through the away uh, ticket allocation. I didn't understand. I'm running through it. On, on away ticket allocation, obviously the bondholders come first. There are 800 bondholders. For big games, they take between two and 300 tickets. After that... Um, come the away season ticket scheme holders. There are 700 of them. So they get their tickets automatically after the bond holders. So 900 tickets could have gone already uh, for big games. You then get Club London, get between 100 and 125 as part of the benefit they get. So corporate tickets get away tickets as well. Um, players get 60 tickets. That's a um requirement in the Premier League. So friends and family of the players get 60 tickets. Staff members get 30 tickets. They didn't for the the Wimbledon game, but most other uh, West Ham fans get... um, It probably shows you how many people that work with West Ham support Um, West Ham. And and then, and then, 
10% is also reserved for disabled people. So 10% of the allocation is reserved. It's not always taken up. It's reserved. That's fair enough. And what's ever left actually goes to priority points people. So I don't know how priority points people ever get. You know, no wonder some of these go up to 30 or something. Um, I mean, personally, listen to that. You know, the bond scheme people, for me, they've had their money's worth out of them bonds. They, they, you know, oh, I, I can see why the club bent over backwards to keep them they, that 800 lot happy because they went against all the rest of the fans and put their money up and bought them. You know, thankfully, the rest of us stood firm and didn't buy them. Um, then that was only supposed to be the life of the bond. Yeah, am I right? Mm. What was the life of the bond? Ten years, fifteen years? No, 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 no. It's it's like no originally, so. originally. Oh, was it hundred year bond? Yeah, hundred years. So it's so it's on the books that they have to pay the money back after a hundred years. Right. Well, but with the sale of the bowling grand, surely those bonds should have died. Well, that, that's a legal principle, and I don't know. I, I think the club decided to want it rather than getting a legal fight, potentially with the bondholders. Well, no, they could have just given um, their money back, couldn't they? I was surprised the bondholders for big games take two to three hundred away tickets. Oh, well, I don't. Uh, for the smaller if you, games, if, you, they... if your mate's a bondholder and you can't get a ticket, what are you going to do? You're going to say to your mate, go and get us. Well, yeah. that's illegal because you'd be touting. Well, no, not that's not touting, is it? If you're getting a ticket for your mate, that's not touting. But it is if you you, you pass it on. You're not allowed to pass it on. <sighs> anyway, uh, England are now uh, 2-1 up. Your oh, I told you I did uh, get him back. Uh, on 33 minutes, so we'll hopefully watch the second half. Um, talking of that, is, is there uh, anything you want to say about Rice? He obviously has been... He played, came on for Delhi Alley, uh, and he's been playing tonight. Started tonight. I mean, he, the, the he, it's it's good to see that he's starting because I think he's earned he's earned a fair crack at it to see what he can do. Um, we had that fure last week with the Instagram and up the RA, and and that in a way played into why I was a bit anti him moving over because there's a lot of history between the two countries that he's moving from and to and the fact that he'd gone through yeah, the yeah. whole youth set up and played full team. You know, I'm not gonna knock him for doing it. The system allowed him to do it. Yeah. Now you need to change the rules. That is what I think should happen, that the rules should change. Because yeah. you know he Jack Graylish did the same though, didn't he? Uh he's not played for England though, is he? Did he play full? I don't think he even played a friendly for the Republic of Ireland yet. Uh, I think he had the dilemma at the time, but then Villa got relegated, and he's not. He's obviously not not moved up to be uh, on on the fringes of the England squad. So, I, you know, it's it's hard. You know, West Ham fans love to get carried away with a player, don't they? But perhaps with Declan, he has earned it. The only thing is, is once you go yeah. in... Well, England yesterday, Premier Jack Grealish must play in the Premier League if he wants an England yeah. cap. So, so there you so go. But he has committed to England, and he was. But I don't think uh, he played a full cap. You know, this is the thing. Well, no, so so this is what he... Oh, here we go. So, yeah, here we go. I'm just reading his Wikipedia page. He played 
under 17s, under 18s, and under 21s. Yeah. Uh, he played seven appearances for the under 17s, six for the oh, under 18s, oh, no. six for the under 21s. Full cap? He didn't play right, a full there you go. And that's the thing. That is what I'm saying. And, and he has played seven games for the England under yeah, 21 so but far. But that's what I'm saying. Once you've declared, once you've played a full international, for me... Even a, but, but it was a friendly. No, no, no. It don't matter. You, you're pulling on the green shirt. You're walking out in front of those Irish fans and you're singing their national anthem. Yeah. You know, to then declare for England, when you look at the history of Ireland and the Republic of Ireland and see what it went through to get where it is against the English, like it yeah. or not, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think this one's been done to death. I'm, uh, I am I must be honest, apart from the World Cup, I've gone off England, I don't watch friendlies, etc. Apart from tonight, because I, re- I scheduled this tonight, thing forgetting, I watched the, the game, uh, obviously Bedeck, um against Czech Republic, uh, I'm going to watch the second half tonight. Uh, it, so it's, it's got me back into watching England. Anyway, hopefully you're ready because I can say it's time for this. Um, yeah, it's Facebook, Twitter question time. And if you're not asleep after us going through the London Stadium survey uh, earlier well. today, Earlier today, uh, I think uh, Nigel asked a question, which was... I did. I put me and you discussing the LS survey results bracket. So exciting. So I think I put feel free, and George has kindly put it, to feel free to comment or anything you like, because I couldn't think of really anything to say. So we've had uh, some comments. So Nick Stanley, what do you think of the cup tickets? Double loyalty points. I'm in favour as I've only five points and have been trying to get away tickets all season and have failed. Hashtag where's the carpet? Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, we better talk yeah, about we better the We'll cover the carpet later, go on. So, Nick we'll Stanley, so this is like the thing. It. Was it mentioned by the OSB? Yes. What was, what in what text, what context? Well, so, so it is coming in two points. So we asked, you know, we asked the question, why are two points for cup games? The official answer they gave was, we want to encourage better following, better atmosphere for cup games at the London Stadium. Right, 50 odd thousand people went to the Birmingham City FA Cup game. So, yeah. so, so let's, be turning up, let's be honest. You know, that straight away, yeah, I can countenance their argument. People were turned up. Right. So, so, of course, they want to encourage more people going. To you couldn't get the, more people uh, in Birmingham early. game. It was rammed out. It's probably one of the busiest games going. Uh, look, not everyone's agreed. What I've rather than argue that, what I argued for is better waiting for away games, and, and they've agreed to look at this. And I said there should be more. You should get more points for travelling up north. The longer you travel, the more points you should get. So maybe Newcastle gets a lot more points than, let's say, into Crystal Palace. Uh, you get more points for going to a midweek game. So if you're making the effort to travel away midweek, then you should be rewarded. The amount of effort you put in as a away fan should be rewarded in the amount of points. That has two effects. One, it encourages people to... Um, you know, so, so more, uh, I'm going to be naughty now. The club gave you highlighted one game. Are you allowed to divulge? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. What, the Man City, the, the, uh, Man City game. Yeah, so what we were told about Man City is, uh, and this is really sad, that uh, we were given an allocation of 2,100 seats um, and only 1,400 people turned up. So 700 people. So they uh, sold all the tickets. The two thousand. They sold the whole ticket, but 700 people didn't turn up. Was that a midweek game? It was a midweek game, though. Yeah. So it just tells you, and and maybe this is a backlash of only being £30. I I do believe some people just buy an away ticket and and don't turn up. And and this was probably the worst example. The average, I'm told, is about 10% non-attendance. Um. And, and, and we've argued, actually, one of the f- suggestions we made is there should be a legal way to return away. There should be a sort of ticket exchange for away tickets. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see the thinking behind that. I mean, me personally, I'll admit, I buy away tickets up north and they are passed on to uh, my nephew who lives up north and it's his only way of watching West Ham. He was a season ticket holder uh, 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 from the age of 12 up until he moved um, moved away. So it's his way of getting to see West Ham play. So it works quite well. Yeah. You know, he- well, they are, lo- they are looking next season to look at people who buy tickets and they don't turn up because obviously they get that data from the other club and looking at people who move on or sell their tickets. Again, possibly some way of checking identities or making sure those... I mean, yeah, I would prefer it if there was a way that I could I could buy the ticket and give, and you know, and forward it to him. You know, at the end of the day, though, the funny thing is, away tickets hasn't got his name on it. No. So he could go with an ID with my name on. I could knock him up an ID yeah. with my name on it. The person standing there ain't going to know who he is from Adam. What's your name? Here's no. my card. Thank you very much. In you go. There's always ways around that. Anyway, we, we've got on and we've forgotten the even we're in the middle of Twitter yeah. question time. What's the next Ian question? Well, that was Nick, uh, Nick Stanley's uh, yeah. question. Sorry, right. Nick. Uh, Ian Grabbit. ten-minute answer. Who's, who's, is he the one coming to the game Saturday who's going to buy us beers? Is that is that? We've got a text. Uh, is that Ian Gravit? I don't know. You better have a look. Uh, great show as always. Would you accept 65 million per Anderson if it means the money would be used for transfers? No, it's Ian McGregor that's that was coming. Oh, I beg uh, your pardon. I knew yeah. it was Ian something. Scottish oh, sounding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 65-minute ransom. Take it? Yeah, it's not true, uh, but I think, of course, I would take it. Um, you know, where, you know, you can't turn down something yeah, like that. I would um, all day long. Um, but it's not because true. Because, for me, I'd rather sell Anderson than Declan Rice. And you'd like to think that yeah. if you did sell Anderson for $65 million, then someone come asking about Rice, we wouldn't need or we wouldn't feel pressured to to sell him. And actually, if we can sell the other players for bigger money and try and build a team around Declan Rice, you never know, dear, where we could go. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Stapley, with Spurs' new ground charging four fifty for a pint of Heineken, and West Ham charging over a five or something for a bottle of warm Heineken. So not even a pint. Uh, and not even in draft in the landlocked section of LS. Will Sean raise this with the club? But I think yeah, it, it's 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 already been raised with the club. Um, I emailed some pictures that were on the internet uh, yesterday, 
and it is on uh it's already been raised by the vice chair of the osb for uh, an item to be discussed on saturday before oh, right. so we've got to wait till next week then yeah. uh, matthew kemp should we offer zabaletta another year or is it time to give johnson fredericks a chance at right back my understanding is he has been offered another year. Pellegrini wants to keep him. The club want to keep him. And now the decision's up to him. So he has been offered another year. It's, you know, he's been offered apparently a coaching role at Man City. Um, but I believe he's going to... Uh, a fan told me who met him not for long ago, and I can't say who this person is. He uh, said to them privately, one more year. Oh, wow. So... If Does that fan's name begin with E? No. Oh, and it ain't got an X in it. Oh, no. Okay. No. Uh, no, it was a... Nick Harvey. What a surprise. Yeah. He's not a fan of you, Sean. Brady handed the OSB a carrot in extending the season ticket deadline, and now everyone is expected to think they're not simply a mouthpiece. Should have resigned on mass. Sadly, this whole sorry saga was entirely predictable. At Spud's new ground, they could pour 10,000 pints a minute. We can't get that in an hour at the Soulless Bowl. So after nearly three years at the London Stadium, 80% think the food and drink is average to pour, and over 70% still think standing, uh, stewarding is average or poor. Both of these areas have been raised with the club since day one, so why no progress? And nearly, well, other, and nearly 80% don't well, believe the board value fans or listen to them. That says it all. Brady out. Well, I'm with Nick. Go on. Well, I don't believe in the Brady out, but he, he brings up three really important points. I mean, um, the, the OSB, look, the people who don't like it, they're never going to be swung around. So, you know, all I say is what I said earlier, let our actions speak louder than words. Uh, you don't have to like us. We, we're doing our best for supporters and we believe that we can carry on and do that. If we get to a point where we can't make any movement, we can't push barriers anymore with West Ham, then we'll consider our position. And that's that's the end of it. Well, let's go back to those three points. The main reason we've not been able to make a difference on stewarding or catering, or and I'll do those two first, is they're not in our control. You know, stewarding was... London Stadium 185, now been taken over by the owners. Let's see how it improves. I think in the medium term, I see West Ham taking over the stewarding uh, and we'll solve it sometime in the future. Uh, that's not been agreed yet, but it's under new ownership at the moment, so let's see how they do. Second one, obviously, again, catering has been outsourced to uh, Delaware North. Um, it's interesting that a lot of people still think it's bad value, it's bad quality. Uh, and, and I, I tend to agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. The the food at the bowling ground was worse, right? The pies and everything, it was no better. You don't expect a gourmet meal, um, but I expect more. If I'm spending that much money, you know, the chicken burger that I've had before has been dry and awful. So if they, if you're going to pay that money, I think there's going to be better quality. Otherwise, you might as well eat before you go in. So it's in their interest, and hopefully that's something we're going to try and address with them on Saturday. The last one um, about the perception that the club don't care and don't value their supporters, that is something... I don't think that's a perception. 
I think there's something they've got to work out. You already mentioned the customer service manager, Jake, works his balls off. He's got a team. They work their balls off. The customer, uh, the uh, not the SLOs, what they call the match day SLOs, 50 of them, they try and do their best to help people to change it. Now, what have they got to do? Uh, you may say it's a marketing and a PR thing. What have they got to do for West Ham's to be uh, to feel valued? I don't know at the moment. I get why they don't feel valued, um, but what has got to happen to change that around? Stop making decisions that seem to be based purely on money and how much they can squeeze out of the fans, and because that's to me how it seems they run the club. And it's not just to me. That's how to a lot of people. But I've said it from day one since they've owned the club. Back to the SAB yeah. days. You know I used to complain about the way that, 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 that they go about and they make these decisions that they get wrong and time and time again, then they have to pick up the pieces and fight the fire after. Yeah. And that's why. Look, I, I think they do their best. I, I agree that work needs to be done. But obviously, you know, the... the the survey speaks loud and clear that, um, what do you say? I, I didn't add it up, but 80% don't feel valued. Oh. Um, and, and that's got to change. Go on, next. Darren Kitchen, the question we've all been sweating over, what is the yeah. state of George's laptop? Did John <laughs> Lewis resolve it? Does what dog need to intervene? Now, we assume it is, right? Let's, let's read the uh, WhatsApp update from him because we asked him, uh, earlier today, we've got a, a WhatsApp group called uh, More Than Just a Podcast. Extended Grumpy Group, <laughs> it's called, actually, isn't it? That's what it's called. I bet you didn't even realise this. Um, we asked him, now, I'll sit this one out. We'll join you next Monday. So that would have, he didn't mention his laptop. So that assumes he's got his laptop back and he will be back next Monday. What a great build-up to a great answer. Well done, Sean. Uh, but he's looking for a Chelsea ticket. Yeah, anyone? if anyone. Because yeah. <laughs> he did then ask me about a Chelsea yeah. ticket. So if anyone's got a spare Chelsea ticket. Uh, um, Marion Williams, did Sean enjoy having his belly tickled last Thursday? Uh, I think it was Friday, actually. Is not the deadline for renewals extended each year anyway. Yeah, have they done that in the past? And the two- uh, only the only time they've done it in the past by twenty four hours is when they had system problems, uh, and they extended it by another twenty or forty eight hours because the the website crashed before when we were on see tickets before Ticketmaster. Is this- uh, and by the way, on Thursday, uh, oh, it was Thursday, yeah, oh, it was Thursday. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, Brady was not there. I didn't have my tummy tickled. Uh, and I was in a bit of a fighting mood, if, if truth be known. But thanks, Marion, for asking. Uh, he went on to say, uh, is the two points for own cup games a way of the club anticipating the amount of season ticket holders who will be attending cup games and then give them an idea on where to price tickets? Why was this not discussed at last Thursday's belly-tickling meeting? It was discussed. Um... It I mean, it comes, so what, what, it, does the OSB see that as a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I, I can't speak for the OSB because we, we don't have votes on these things. What people do is they give their views depending on what feedback. Have we had feedback about the two uh, points for a cup game? Yes. Have we fed that feedback back to the club? Well, what yes. was the feedback? Do we, 
do we well that that people feel it's unfair that people who uh, go to away games only get one point and people who go to a home game for a cup game and don't make as much effort are going to get double points, right? We fed that back and we said that maybe there needs to be a complete review over the whole how many points are given for different games and, and relate to the effort. And what so that, that is going to... Well, it was an hour meeting, so we didn't have to time to so they agreed that they would look into possibly a weighted system for priority points but no promises were made there are certain in our hour we had a very limited time to discuss it we gave the feedback we agreed that this is something we're going to talk about the whole priority point system in the future um lastly paul turner a world-class football stadium even sean must see the difference and obviously puts up two pictures one of Tottenham's new stadium and one yeah. of our athletic stadium. From Look, it's, it's hard not to be jealous of what Tottenham have done. Um, I, I won't deny it. You know, they have spent £1.2 billion. Well, it's gone up 0.2 billion from what I've heard then. I mean, uh, I'll be stupid when the final bill comes in, and I'll tell you why, because the, 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 there's been a lot of problems and there'll be penalties built in that the, the building contractor may have to pick up. So you might see the bill not being so large. But the only thing I would say is looking at it is um, that could have been... You're right, it's one billion. That You're could right. have been built in Stratford, and it could have been built as a grand share uh, for both clubs. Yeah. The, re- the reason I said 1.2, I'm just looking back, uh, and Tottenham said... It was a story, an old story back in September last year. Tottenham suggests 1.2 billion final stadium bill is inaccurate. Yeah. But I think it is a billion. Uh, there was a, a story about 1.2. But look, it's still a billion, a lot more than we've paid. But are, am I jealous? Yeah. And, you know, does it hurt? Yeah. You know, they've got a great stadium. Uh, what that will do, we know what happened with Arsenal. They had. <clears throat> 10 years of not being able to spend money on, on the team. Let's see what happens to Spurs. I mean, this is a this is a club that hasn't actually won anything for all of their yeah, money Spurs and all of their other things. Still, the will a stadium, will a stadium Look, help them win anything? Spurs podcast, I but I will say this. Spurs built the team. Spurs have done it the right way. They built the team first, built an appetite for, in the fan base mm. to come and watch a really good team. Yeah. So it's probably the best team. Hold up, it's probably though. the best team. Really got more chances. They've been, you know, more chances than we have. They're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah, but they still haven't won it. Right. So, well, what have we won? Into Toto Cup. Promotion to oh, the uh, Premier League. Well, they didn't get relegated to need to be bothered to bore us to come back up and sell their soul to our shite manager that played Asian football. So, anyway, as I was saying, anyway, move plus, on. They've not spent any money in real terms in the past four or five years, yet they've been banking 50 to 60 million pounds a year, maybe more, more than us. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, pretty, it's not you're right. It's not pretty covered. Right, we spread. move on to Twitter very quickly. Um, 
and here we go. So, um, something's happening wrong. Right, here we go. Cunningham then said, I'm looking forward to this. I might even animate the pigeon and statue if I get a chance. <laughs> uh, Woody, who's not Woody, but it is Woody, it's Amos fan old. 559742 said if you were Pellegrini who would your captain vice captain and third choice captain be sorry who who my captain captain vice captain apparently a third choice captain would be oh third choice in the current team yeah uh i would still go with mark noble as captain i would probably go with uh, if he was playing, Sabaletta as vice captain, and I would probably go uh, Declan Rice as third captain. Um, I, I, I might put Fabianski in there somewhere, um, but within that four. So, I mean, yeah. personally, you know, Alvin Martin gave way to Julian Dix. I think perhaps it's mm. perhaps you know we could at the end of you know next season make Declan captain. And make okay. way. So you, you who's your free? Uh, well, so I would make Declan Rice captain as long as he's at the club, of yeah. course. Um, then I would have Mark Noble, or, yeah. or I would go for Mark Noble as club captain, but Declan Rice would be, actually be the team captain. Yes. Okay, and the, and the, the third, third one, one Fabianski. Your way, yeah, I, I, I do think Fabianski, but I thought. I, I just like the way Zabaleta, you know. Uh, Mark, WHUFC, or no. Mwiffen, which is probably Welsh, Mwiffen. We'll have to get Marion to trans, uh, translate that. says, in other words, Sean will spin the results in a positive manner, and Nigel will argue the negative answers outweigh the positive <laughs> ones. <laughs> Look, yeah, well, you did. That's, that's just, it. yeah. Everybody by uh, reading that that's first. That's just saying that. Yeah. Uh, John B., uh, replied to Candy Town then said, you could probably animate the whole sketch. They do go on. <laughs> he loves us, really. Yeah. Uh, and that Excellent. is it for Twitter question time. Excellent. Uh, we're not going to do a, a Super 6 uh, rundown, but you, you can say that you scored two more points than me to try and get a little bit ahead, didn't yes, you? Yes. So, yeah, so off the, I mean, quickly... Just Lee Davis is still top, running away with it by 32 points. Walt Disley, second. Mark Matthews is hanging in on third. Uh, you're 19th, fire. 19th, And I'm yeah. uh, 22nd. 22nd. But there's only three points between Yeah, so us. I've got the Pontif above me. Cool, look, I've got yeah. the Pontif, Mr. Pope, uh, Maid Marion, and then you. So... I live in all to play, play for. for. Get in the top twenty. Um, that's me aim. Get in the top twenty. Have we, I think that's it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we done predictions last week, didn't we? We did. So, we did. So we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully with George with a new laptop. Hopefully John trying to keep the podcast length down. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a uh, Everton win. Oh, we've got one for more things to yeah. discuss. What is it? What. Oh, the carpet, yeah. When's the carpet going down? Well, we've all, we, for a long time, we were led to believe it was the Everton game, innit? 
And it was. Yeah. But now it ain't. Uh, but they forgot it got caught in customs. <laughs> no, seriously. The order, the, the order for the carpet um, got placed in January. I think we're paying about 300 grand. And initially, the. Uh, See, now here's a, here's a funny thing because you mentioned the carpet. You're going to drag another five minutes out of the show now. But, right, but let's, let's go get this right. So West Ham are paying £300,000 for claret carpet. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Right. A little now, bit the London Stadium said they would pay for it yeah. if it was blue. Right. Yeah. Why didn't West Ham do that? Uh, they wanted to negotiate and wanted to. Uh, it's a long story. It's a long story, but it was all a negotiation. Uh, so hold what, up. What so the, why? Is, why are they? Why did West Ham insist on changing the carpet? Let's remind ourselves. All right. The reason the carpet was not fit for purpose, a expert determination said the material it's made out is dangerous and not fit for purpose. It has to be replaced anyway. Oh, hold cost, up a minute. At the cost. At the cost of the London Stadium owners. That was expert determination. That was the expert determination, yeah. Because of West Ham wanted it changed because they said that the green was affecting the players and their vision of the pitch. So it has to be a contrasting, yes, and he agreed with that. It has to be a contrasting colour. Right, so but not all the way along, West Ham have wanted the carpet changed. Yeah. Yeah, but this season doesn't seem to have affected the players so much because we're winning games at home. No, it, it, but, but it was seen as a health and safety issue. It was seen as a trip hazard. It needs no, no, to be no, no, Don't no, get hung no, up no, too no, much. No, 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 no. Don't get too hung up No, because West Ham wanted it, it changed oh. because... The, pedantic. It's not pedantic. You know it's not. Look, what we said in the expert determination legal case is not no relevance. The, it, was, it was a health and safety risk. It wasn't fit for purpose, and we said it had to be a contrasting colour. The expert determination. So West Ham could have saved £300,000 and add a different colour carpet. Yeah. yeah. Which would have met health and safety regulations. Yes, yes. We've paid our three hundred grand, but it's still the. But now, the because they want that done, technically, what... we could say that's part of why we've had to have that price rise on season tickets. I don't know, but but when when putting it down, storing it over the summer, cleaning it and putting it back again will be the domain of LS185, now owned by E20, which is owned by LLDC, which is owned by the London Mayor. Right. So the running cost, the maintenance cost, the installation, deinstallation cost will all be picked up by the stadium owners. And they now, so here's a new day. The carpet's being installed at Leicester City Gate. Party. I don't think you need to whisper that now. I, I think what? I think people have realised that it's going to happen. Oh, I did. Next, have been oh, talking I did about it nonstop as well. So, and I wrote a story on Clarence. Yeah. So, uh, but here we go. <laughs> That's not guaranteed either because the carpet is still 4G astroturf has still not arrived in this country. And they still haven't arrived in this country. Uh, we can't guarantee it will be installed for Leicester. Uh, Brexit Surely they're better off better. just waiting until next season. Well, I said that, and, and someone at the club told me, but they want to do a trial of putting it down and putting it up before next season. Oh, right. Are they not worried that it'll accentuate the, the, the gaps between the pitch? Uh, and They haven't, dis- they haven't, they discussed, haven't discussed it. it. Because no. I'm 
flipping it back to SAB meetings it, in 2013. It wasn't. It the wasn't club wanted a, green carpet. So to try and yeah, hide it, it, the facts it, it, it of the gaps. So since, it hasn't come. Oh, up, no. That's funny, that. Isn't it? Oh, three one. That's three one. That, right, I, mean, that's I know it. you don't want to talk about. it. I'll just find it funny that all that crap we had in the SAP in change, 2013. Man. Yeah, yeah, that is right. Now we're there. Yeah. yeah. And you love the place because you go there all the time. Well, look, the rugby was a good day out. You know, as I said, I find it funny that they now want to play it at White Hart Lane, you know, and they announce it the day they're playing the game at the Olympics. Uh, and, and when uh, Percy Parry um, dug you out going and I wrote yeah. something, our old friend, Paul Stringer, who used to be the media manager, is now at the Premier League. Like the tweet, so uh, if you're listening, Paul, I did spot how you it. Doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No long no. lost. Anyway, I think that's it. Uh, we're back next Monday with the whole gang. Uh, I've been Sean. Nigel has Nigel. been. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Come on, you irons. Bye. Only at one hour and twenty six yeah, minutes. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. More than just a podcast. Well done if you've made it this far. Thank you if you made it this far. Come on, we're all still friends. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 